You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Wednesday afternoon. I'd like to welcome to the studio Cruzy McCalligan, who's joining us for our midweek audio column. How are you doing, Cruz? Hello, I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm very good, thank you. You're looking very well. Well, thank you. It's called lipstick. <laughs> I'll do an audio column on it one day. It works wonders. <laughs> Lift your face. Guys, we want you to you see Cruzy. You couldn't tell that I, I didn't sleep last night, so it just changes uh, everything. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> the, the joys of a working mom, oh, right. Cruz. Kudos yeah. to you. Anyway. Uh, we are on Facebook Live. You'll be able to see and hear Cruz there uh, as well. Uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. Get on there. Check out her lipstick. Um, <laughs> what are we talking about this week, um, then? Today we're talking about bags, purses, and luggage. Um, Interesting. Yes, okay. And there's a couple of reasons I'm doing this. Um, Because it's summertime and everyone I know is going on holiday. Yes. And I will hopefully be going on holiday myself in a couple of months or next month. So I'm thinking about luggage because I'm not good packing. And this would be my first trip traveling with an with, a, a with youth, an, infant. an infant so I'm also kind of terrified of that as well oh. so I don't know so you, you're like yeah you're like it's not for the faint-hearted but I'm so I'm kind of thinking about this I'm not very good at packing I'm not you know some people have that thing where they buy little bags that you put inside a suitcase to keep like every day of the week they have I, I'm just not that person wow, that's so organized or people no, that not. I have I have a friend who often comes through Hong Kong to visit me on her way to other places and she like, will travel all over the world with one small carry-on bag and I feel in the time that she's here she always seems to have a fresh outfit on so I don't know how she does it right she must have a secret pocket she somewhere. must have something but I'm not very good at this packing malarkey um, so we're talking about bags today um, and luggage and things like that. So when we talk about the word luggage, we see that it enters printed English in about 1596. So it's quite an old word. And the word is actually, which made me giggle. Um, I don't know why it made me giggle, but it did. The word luggage is derived from the verb lug, as in to lug something about. Ah. Literally, it's the word implies something heavy and difficult to move. You're luggage, you're lugging your luggage. That's yeah. literally lugging. That's why luggage is called lug. Which I made me chuckle. And we actually see the word used um, in 1597 in the play. Um, in one of Shakespeare's plays, where he um, he says, you know, bring your luggage nobly on your back. So there's like this thing where, you know, luggage has been around for quite a long time. But it interestingly says something about. It says a little bit about how we've evolved and how we've we've travelled. So I have a little bit of history about the humble suitcase before we move on to purses. We're talking about the humble suitcase. Um, so you may know the book uh, Around the World in 80 Days. Yep. So uh, Phileas Fogg um, in the 1873 novel by Jules Verne. So he doesn't take a suitcase. In the book, it says, we'll have no trunks, which he says to his servant. He says, only a carpet bag with two shirts and three pairs of stockings for me and the same for you. We'll buy clothes on the way. Right. Which is quite an amazing way of if that's all you've packed. I'm, it's amazing that you went around the world in 80 days. All that you thought you needed was to buy clothes in the places you went to. Um, so, of course, but at that time, so it's 1873, the suitcase as we know it didn't really exist. Um, in fact, in those days, the proper proper travel required a trunk. So it wasn't a suitcase, it was a trunk. And you can totally visualise this if you think about some period films that we've watched. Um, so it's this big 
hefty trunk made of wood and leather. It'd often have a heavy iron base, definitely living up to its name as luggage. You would definitely have to lug this around. And the best of them were kind of waterproofed with canvas or tree sap because steamships were a the kind of reigning mode of transport at the time. So you needed them to be splash proof, which is so funny because, you know, today we don't think about endurance luggage. But you back in the day, yeah, think of lightweight. So, of course, without um, without the, this protection, without being this kind of thing, you put it in the hold of a heaving, leaky ship, it would be saturated in hours and probably crushed by other luggage. They kind of, they kind of battle it out in the hold, right? Now, um, when the suitcase, which literally used to be a case for suits, that is where we get the word suitcase, um, it caught on at the end of the 19th century. It became, it was mainly this sort of... Uh, thing that came equipped with an inner sleeve for storing shirts and it sometimes had a little hat box on the side but even in the early 20th century the dress suit case which is what we used to call it the dress suit case was um kind of one of countless types of containers that you could buy to travel with so there was things like uh, like i said these sort of huge big trunks that you'd use on steamboats or kind of club bags and this was kind of a boon time for the baggage business this is when it started to really take off and of course it might seem like um kind of a useless fact that um you know we don't tend to care much about containers as much as the things that they contain um so you know, i don't think anyone's ever really thought about the history of the suitcase before um but of course the history of the suitcase spans pretty much every major transportation revolution we've had since the steamship so that means that as the way that we've traveled has changed the way that we pack our stuff to travel has changed um so of course you know suitcases today carry a lot more than the sort of like socks and knickers and everything else they carry this whole history of how we've moved and the ones we use today are kind of looping all the way back around to the beginning again which i'll get get to soon so this idea that we have these um these huge trunks and phileas fogg in around the world in 80 days obviously didn't bring a, a trunk because it was pretty difficult he was going very fast a trunk by definition luggage is not a very quick moving thing but of course trunk laden travel was becoming really illogical because the distances were going getting bigger and bigger uh, pe people um tourism actually started taking off so once upon a time people were traveling pretty much for like pilgrimages to kind of religious places or migrating to from like uh, country to city, that kind of thing. It was like purposeful travel, like we kind of need to do this. Um, and then suddenly this idea of like traveling for traveling's sake emerged and that kind of changed the way that we wanted to pack our things and what we needed. It was, you know, about, it was about leisure. leisure. Exactly. And it, um, and so you've got things like, um, in 1900, um, the year 1900, hotels in Switzerland were already recording millions of overnight stays in a year. In 1900, you know, people were starting to travel to Switzerland with their, you know, their, their trunks and everything else, um, to, to travel for fun. And of course, uh, you know, a summer day, people would start, going to the beaches of Britain, which I don't think is necessary. I think maybe they, you know, with time realise there are better beaches in other places. But, you know, that was... Where does one summer? Where does one summer? Exactly. And of course, the travel wasn't really always for the, for the wealthy anymore. It was starting to become something that, other, you know, your average person could do, which obviously, again, shaped this idea of what you're carrying your things in. Or workers, you know, who have to go, you know, overseas or different places to work. Absolutely. And migrant workers. Absolutely. And of course, once upon a time, it was just travel was just for the wealthy. So if you were wealthy enough to travel, you were wealthy enough to hire a staff to lug your luggage. 
you know, so you didn't have to pick it up. And I do have to say, like, have you ever had really, really awful luggage situations? Like a really unfortunate. Do you have a luggage story? I do. I do. I want your luggage story. We we went to Scotland. um, 2014, we went to Scotland and we traveled with um, a a, a British airline. And um, it wasn't really their fault. But then they, they, they lost a luggage and they broke the other luggage. Right. Sure. So we were in a really um, sticky situation for that Easter uh, uh, Easter uh, weekend uh, up in Scotland. So in the end, we did get uh, the, the the luggage that was broken. They gave us uh, the on the spot the, on the spot. They gave us another uh, suitcase, and then the luggage that they lost was delivered. I think just uh, on the Easter Monday. Oh wow! Uh, by 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 a speedy uh, concierge, if you like. Yeah. Gosh. Well, that's that's not that's not it's terrible not but, terrible but it's funny when you're left without your things right so my luggage story was i was um traveling as a student i was in montreal it was the middle of winter and i had to get myself to the montreal train station to get a bus to new york and i was by myself it was snow outside obviously i was brought up in hong kong so i don't know what to do in copious amounts of snow like i'm not in my element whatsoever and i had this big wheelie suitcase with me which is obviously not practical for pulling around the snow so I'm trying to get like it was like about two hours it took me to get from A to B right and I had this wheelie suitcase and as I'm in the um in the the metro whatever it's called in Montreal I can't remember I was too traumatized to note the French translation of the train station and um my the you know the 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 telegraphic handle handle, right um so I'm racing along and that just pops out Oh. Right, just pops out, clean out. And I thought, that's okay, because I've got this the luggage strap round. Oh, okay, okay yes. no, I've got the side one. Yep, so I had the side one. I was like, I'll just carry it on the side one like I'm in, in a hurry in 1930s New York, right? Like you were carrying a yeah, trunk. Yeah, like I was carrying a trunk. And then that one snapped off. Oh. And um, I was like, it's okay, I have a luggage strap around the suitcase. So, But of course, by this point, oh, I lost a wheel. So this was a terrible suitcase. It literally completely dissolved. I lost two wheels from opposite sides, so I couldn't actually wheel it. So I had a luggage strap and I ended up pulling it through the train station for about 45 minutes like a dog. Like a, like a stubborn dog. Wow. And um, it was a pretty traumatic experience. I did ditch that suitcase after that experience. And so I never have to go back to that place because um, it was a dark place. Yeah. <laughs> but it was very stressful. I have a great luggage story, if I may share. Go. Uh, yeah, I, I'm still using the same piece of luggage uh, suitcase. Um, the brand begins with an S. I can't really say it. Yeah, sure. So it was a expensive. I remember, I think, spending uh, 1000 Two hundred on it. Sure. When I was mm-hmm. seventeen. Wow. I'm in. I'm in my mid thirties now. I won't, I won't spe- specify. I'm still using the wow. same piece of luggage. Gosh. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really good story. You know, my in-laws gifted me and my husband two suitcases from like a, a well brand. reputable brand yeah. for our wedding, and I remember thinking it was the strangest gift. Nope. Genius. Genius gift. Exactly. Genius gift. Genius yeah, gift. Yeah, genius gift. If anyone's listening, looking for a really good occasion thing, they won't thank you at the time, but they will thank you later. Um, so we're talking about luggage again. And now we were talking about, you said lost bags, which we've all experienced and is pretty scary. And apparently it's only estimated that between 0.5 and 1% of all check-in bags 
uh, fail to get to where they're meant to go. So it's quite a small percentage, but I guess with the number of people traveling, that is quite a lot of people. But 80 to 90% are located within 24 hours and 95 to 98% are returned within five days. So you think it's quite a messy system, but it must be quite organized and there must be a lot of stuff going on behind the rubber flapping curtain on the on the conveyor belt there's a whole world which i think i've you know i still find amazing um so they they estimate about one million bags a year and never reunited with their owners but i think that's actually going down because people are getting better at tracking bags um luggage is declared officially lost it's gone if it fails to meet its rightful owner within 21 days which we also know that fact. Um, so yeah, so we're talking about um, luggage and of course this idea of, of trunks. What's interesting about our luggage today is that our suitcases have kind of gone back to that trunk shape. They've gone back to that big square because it is the best way. I mean, obviously now we're concerned with lightweight. We want to bring more. We don't want a big, you know, we can't carry a 50 kilo cast iron trunk with us when we travel on, you know, an airline. But the, our, our suitcases have gone back to that shape of being, um, you know, these, this big square that we kind of lift up and open again. So it's kind of funny that we've kind of gone full circle in a way. So that's kind of suitcases. But interestingly, I also had a look at some handbags, some handbag facts. Now, do you have a lot of handbags? No, I'm not a handbag. Not, I was girl. about to say, what like what? Describe your your current handbag to me. It's just a canvas, a canvasy bag. Is it canvas? Is I don't that, know. I don't even know what material yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, with, with a strappy handle, I usually carry a rucksack to work. That's what? that's how sophisticated. See, no, it's so practical. I, yes, I I'm also a fan of the backpack bag. <laughs> I don't think. Are we backpack bandits? I think that's a great way to rebrand ourselves as people who don't. I'm, I'm not good with handbags. For a long time, I used a reusable shopping bag yeah. as, a, as a handbag, but I realize it's not very secure. You people sound can't. like Mike Rouse. He uses. Oh, does he? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's yeah. my style icon. Um, and um, so, anyway, so we're talking about um, handbags. Now, the handbag as a term did not exist until the mid 19th century. But if we look back, um, you can see in 14th century. Uh, hieroglyphs in Egypt show people holding handbags and actually it totally led with um, men men were the first the first of us to have handbags and they that was were. because they were the ones with valuables and coins and money and they didn't give women anything so basically they were the first people to have handbags and priests in Africa were famous for their beaded purses and as I mentioned ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs show uh, men with these sort of like trendy little leather pouches that they'd have um, and one thing I absolutely love is that the first written instance we have of someone using a handbag in writing is uh, Judas Iscariot in the Bible. Judas was the first recorded written purse owner. Um, they, they, they have a they have this written text of him wearing a bag and we don't actually, which sounds so bizarre and so commonplace, but actually we didn't have many references at all until that point. Wow. So he was also famous for something else. But I guess, you know, in terms of PR, they went with a different angle in, in the end in the end publication. And they didn't tend to highlight that he was actually really, uh, you know, visionary owner. in terms of his bag carrying. Now, uh, on average, a woman owns six handbags and the average woman's handbag weighs 5.2 pounds. That's heavy. It's pretty heavy, it really. It is heavy. It is quite heavy for a bag. Um, but I think, I mean, I actually have to say the bane of my existence is bags. I think there's something to be said. It's boring to harp on about, about being a working mum. You always have bags. If it's not 
bags of groceries it's bags for other people other people's bags of things for other people that don't have the ability to carry a bag themselves and i carry things i don't really need sometimes you know i I, i'll I'll put my makeup bag in there so it's a bag within a bag yeah and my wallet when do i ever reapply my makeup and you know you see me i work for radio it's because you're um you're naturally radiant so there's there's just get, get that out of the way naturally radiant and i carry my kindle i carry on top of that maybe i'll carry a magazine just oh in sure case. yeah <laughs> i've done that i've carried around a couple of national geographics for about two months thinking like really optimistically there's just going to be this 20 minutes i'm going to sit on a park bench in the sunshine and read a magazine that's never happened um but anyway so a new study has also found that women's handbags are contaminated with more bacteria than the average toilet i believe that i believe that too but i don't know how to overcome that problem not that i can think of why my bag's so dirty but i guess you're, you're picking up stuff and putting it down into Receipts there all the time yeah that's true empty like, coins dirty coins. coins at the bottom of a bag yeah all those sorts of things um so another thing that's uh, an interesting fact is two out of ten luxury purses that you walk past on the street two out of ten um are knockoffs Really? Which is quite a high fact, that and I is. wonder if that's uh, this fact. Uh, this fact's from the UK. I wonder if that's true in Hong Kong. Even higher, maybe. Or you think it's a higher the... number of knockoffs or higher number of I real purse know, purses? Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any real yeah, purses. Me, so, me, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so that's kind of an interesting thing. There's actually a rumor, which I think is not very eco-friendly, that uh, Louis Vuitton, who are obviously one of the most famous brands for their handbags, burn all their unsold products at the end of the year. That's such yeah. a waste. Yeah, so apparently, this is a, it's a rumour. Disclaimer, it's a rumour. They say that they burn all their handbags to avoid, uh, to, to avoid sales so they don't have to discount the price of the bag because it seems that by selling the bags at a discounted price, you minimise the value and the image of the brand and that's just too, that's just unacceptable. It's unacceptable for a Louis Vuitton handbag to be discounted. Or as they say in French, I unacceptable. Don't know. <laughs> As they say, French burns a bag. Um, anyway, so um, so anyway, so it's quite an interesting concept. All these ideas of these things that we carry around other things in, and people are still trying to revolutionise them. I mean, I know, like, I I find it interesting. I a whole world of nappy bags that I didn't even enter a until I had a bottle child. Bags. Bottle bags, it's... pump breast pump bags. Like, there's this whole thing of bags. Can I share a quick purse story with, with you? So, so my grandmother came uh, from Guangzhou, uh, from Toishan, in uh, I think in the 1950s, and um, you know they were really poor. Grow uh, my my mum's family was very poor growing up in Hong Kong, and so my well my grandma, you know, they never had bags, and like you said, it was men who had bags. She never had a bag. She never had a purse. So I asked her, what did you used to do when you carried your change? Because I knew that that they didn't have pockets either in their trousers. It was not practical for wow. a lot of women wow. to have yeah to, to have uh, uh pockets so i said how did you carry your, per- uh, your your coins and she said they would fold their handkerchief into s- little squares and then and then make them into like little pocket pouches uh, for their coins and then tie Gosh. it to their wrist oh wow i know that's a bit of origami there for you well i mean it's mind-blowing and amazing that they had that kind of skill and also Saying it sounds so liberating to not have had so much stuff. Exactly. Can you imagine your? Could she imagine? How light was that? Yeah. Can she visualize her granddaughter? You know, years later, with a rucksack, with a bottle, a water bottle, some lunch, some food, some snacks, everything. Like you know, she's always saying, "Why is your bag so heavy? What are you carrying in your bag?" Well, you know, and I think one another one that I always think about as well is like school kids and what they have to carry in a bag. 
because you're not supposed to carry too much weight in a bag on your back. I have a statistic on this, actually, what the amount is. It's supposed to be loaded backpacks should not weigh more than 15% or a sixth of the student's body weight. For a student weighing 100 pounds, this means the backpack should weigh no more than 15 pounds. Oh, still. Can but you imagine like, carrying 15 yeah. pounds? I, but I was really guilty of this when I was at high school. I was a, I was a big book carrier yeah i had a book i think it's carried over now you're like what if i need this book i should probably walk this book to my house and then bring it back again tomorrow because what if i need it i agree it's yeah. like, i think that's the, the thing of like a what if kind of person and i do know i do know some friends who just never have anything on them you and know teachers would be like leave it in your locker but yeah no not, no no not carry the everything the cruise no we'd no we were like we were gonna carry that home backpack bandits <laughs> um i have some great quote quote great quotes today about luggage uh, the first one is from the hilarious writer emma bombeck who says did you ever notice that the first piece of luggage on the carousel never belongs to anyone <laughs> which is really true when you think about it now um mark russell the writer said the scientific theory i like best is that the rings of saturn are, are composed entirely of lost airline luggage <laughs> which i also think is funny um rob liano says everyone has baggage maybe we should help each other carry it oh which is nice a little bit nice. deep really but nice um Pharrell Williams says, when it comes to luggage, I am an underpacker. And I have to share that quote because it just makes me angry. Because if you're famous, you can bring nothing with you anywhere. And somebody else people will care. arrive with all the stuff you exactly. need. So I'm just going to say that's why I had to share that that quote. Um, and uh, Tahir Shah said, previous journeys have taught me the danger of taking too much stuff. Which is also true. Stuff weighs us down, right? And one that I really like... Um, is from the writer Ted Nugent, who says, I hump the while to take it all in. There is no bag limit on happiness. Aww. Which is nice. But obviously, he was not tending to his children and no. family when he was traveling. No need for any milk bags no, for him. No, he's fine. Cruz, I thoroughly enjoyed your sharing. Thank you so much for your sharing on bags, luggage and purses and things that hold things. I'm sure our listeners <laughs> things are learning things. <laughs> things that hold things. That's what a bag is. <laughs> well, now I think, you know, one big thing I think that I've slowly replaced my bags with is um, my husband. Oh. <laughs> Actually, one thing I did discovered once I got married was they have pockets you can carry all the things in your pockets. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's good advice. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, thank you so much for your time this week. And I look forward to chatting with you, catching up with you next week again. Thank you very much, no Cruz. Problem. At the end.